Glenn. We're going to do a podcast now. And we startled Libba because she said y'all could start, but we started louder than she thought we were going to. But that's, that's appropriate because Thanksgiving is, I, a, is a loud time of let year. Let me give thanks for our loudness our and loudness. our startleability. Boy, that was one of our weaker segues. But we are, in fact, talking about Thanksgiving. Now, many of you may be wondering, hey, Ken, hey, Glenn, just what do you mean by Thanksgiving? Do you mean specifically European settlers' versions of giving thanks, or just any random giving of thanks at all on the North American continent? I'm thinking about next week <laughs> right. and what will be happening at my mom and dad's place. Oh, well, you're I'm thinking sure about that, food. I'm thinking, thinking about food, which is generally goes along with a Thanksgiving. Whether it's a European tradition or a Native American tradition, it's usually all about food in the, in this time of year. Because, of course, obviously people think, ah, oh, Thanksgiving, the first Thanksgiving, 1621 Plymouth Plantation. But even that is not true, even if you're dealing with just the European tradition, because, uh, of course, the good folks down at Berkeley Plantation in Virginia will say, no, ours was 18 months earlier. And then the good folks in Jamestown will go, we barely survived the starving time. Of course, we gave thanks when the ship showed up with food, because they did. And then, of course, the Spanish, if they were here, they would say, no. That's of, Spanish for no, For no, by the because way. Uh, in as early as 1541, when Francisco Vasquez de Coronado led his guys on their uh, merry death march through the American, what is now the American Southwest, they gave thanks in the spring of, spring of 1541 for having survived as long as they had. But it was, once again, a European day of giving thanks. So when you start banding the word Thanksgiving around, you realize there are many different things it can mean. Right, and those those early settlers from Coronado all the way up to the Pilgrims, air quotes. Very, the biggest air quotes you can possibly imagine, Glenn just did. <laughs> it is a spiritual activity. They are, all, all these folks are Christians of, of one variety or another. They're giving thanks to God for getting them through the time, whether it was with the just enough food or making sure they didn't die or helping them recover from disease or bringing them to the end of a journey, mm-hmm. which means that, of course, that is a common Christian practice. And the idea of a day of thanks or a feast of thanks is as old, really, as it's, civilization itself. Absolutely, which is the great segue if you don't mind, yes. into into the Native Americans, because obviously there are millions of people living on the North American continent before the Europeans arrive, and oddly enough, they have days of thanks. The, the green corn uh, ceremony, which uh, isn't just in the Creek and the Cherokee, but also also in the Mississippian and Mound Builder cultures that goes back hundreds, if not thousands of years, clearly— oh, tens of thousands. Tens of thousands, yeah, tens of thousands. There, there have been days of thanks well before— the colonists. And once again, I'm doing air quotes that you can't see. (laughs) But unfortunately for them, it was not until probably the late 18th century when they got what they needed to give thanks the most of for all, which is, of course, pumpkin pie. <laughs> I thought you were going to say independence. No, pumpkin, <laughs> pumpkin pie. pie. Pumpkin pie. Now, now independence ties into that <laughs> somehow. <laughs> somehow. But I'm not going to go in there right now. Right, right. Again, yes, I'm, I'm thinking about food uh, because that's, you know, the modern traditional Thanksgiving holiday. That's generally what it is. Family gets together. They all prepare a massive amount of food that it will hopefully take them more than one day to consume. Arguments may ensue and things like that, but that that's always what I think of. And I, I personally believe, and, and looking at the history, I think this bears witness to that, 
that's really what they have all been about. They have all been centered around food because for so much of human history, the ability to eat and to have enough to eat, especially, well, after harvest, was the, the those were the golden days, right? When you do have enough right. food and you do have enough for a large feast and you want to celebrate having gone through the summer, which, believe it or not, the the late spring and early summer are the days of dearth right. in a the proper times. agricultural uh, calendar. So sitting around and gorging yourself on food that is available, a surplus of food, uh, is not only bad for your health, good for your soul, <laughs> but it's something that goes that goes way, way back beyond the air quote pilgrims, right. beyond you know the the Mississippi and Cherokee cultures. It's just. It's just something that I think is very inherent within us. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's what you mentioned earlier, following that agrarian calendar, which, you know, the agrarian calendar, by which we mean plants grow when they grow. They grow as long as they grow. They dictate the terms, not us. Right. And again, this is going to be a separate podcast we do someday about the transition from agrarian to whatever we are now. It's not agrarian anymore. <laughs> but anyway, uh, modernist, I don't know. But anyway, but right along with that, at these ceremonies and our Thanksgivings and our feasts and our fall harvests and all this, you're not just harvesting crops. You're not just harvesting plants, but oddly enough, meat plays a big part of this as well. And very simple reason for that before the the days of refrigeration is because, you know, late November, mid to late November, early December, is when it finally gets cold enough for you to slaughter animals and preserve them. It has to be after the first frost, generally, when you would slaughter the animals, salt them down, put them in a smokehouse, that sort of thing. So the preserving of meat Slaughtering animals, preserving meat, goes hand in hand with when the crops, the fall crops, are coming done. So it, it really is a remarkable confluence or convergence of these two foodstuffs that you want to feast on. Hey, absolutely, and and you know this this ties in exactly with what you mentioned back in our Halloween episode. Is this is still something that whatever society we're in, this this hyper urban <laughs> technologically advanced society, we still. I believe are genetically coded to oh, yearn yeah. for, for the earth and those in those long ago days when it was scheduled by the moon and the seasons and the crops. Right. And we still want to get back to some of those fundamental ideals. Right. Just as with, you know, the, as you said in the Halloween episode, tying that to something where we can all just have a little bit of that that uh, connection to a more rural, more mm-hmm. agricultural past, so is Thanksgiving. Yeah. And and quite frankly, I'm just thinking about this, so don't ask me to to make the argument too closely. Maybe that's what all of our fall holidays are, in effect. I think there's an argument for it, at least in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Which which is where we live, by the way, for those of you keeping track. But, you know, it's, uh, yeah, absolutely I think that. And, you know, there are wonderful phrases that describe this time of year and this harvest thing and this and in one that springs to mind uh the the noted and notable georgia poet byron herbert reese i did a show that he's the main character of i had the honor of playing him and i read his poetry and stuff but he refers to back when it was harvest time back around thanksgiving he was there when they slaughtered the hog or or hogs if you were right. incredibly rich you had more than one but it, but it was called that that time of year when you were celebrating that and you were you'd have the hog killing and you'd dress it down and cook the innards and everybody would get together and dance and eat the innards it was called if it was a really good day a good night and a good festival it was called the hog killingest time <laughs> i just love I that. Hearing that the I hog killingest time yeah. yeah so i that's one of the things i like about you know it's hand in hands with thanksgiving 
as you said earlier, in a Christian sense, the thanksgiving is literally we're giving thanks to God. But there's this secular meaning of thanksgiving that, you know, the way it's celebrated here in the United States has certainly become because there are many, you know, non-religiously uh, affiliated, <laughs> the unaffiliated, right. you know, are also celebrating it. So this secular thing of killing a hog and eating it isn't necessarily something you're going to find in a Christian tradition in the Bible referencing give days of thanks, but it's become that. It's it's synonymous with this festival and the celebration. Well, it ties into the material conditions of the area. That's a shout-out to you, DF. Yeah, all right, DF, you know who we're talking about. Uh, but it does, exactly, and that's something that's worth noting, too, is that whatever you're giving thanks for, whatever foods you're giving thanks with, are certainly going to be dictated by, well, what do you have to celebrate your survival? I'm sure in 1541, in the American Southwest, Coronado didn't have a big platter of turkey and, and a variety of vegetables. They were probably eating and the no last— pumpkin pie. No pumpkin pie. They were eating the last of their horse leather and whatever rats they had found. But we're like, oh, we made it. We're alive. Yep. Uh, so, so, yeah, it does. You're absolutely right. It does inform. So in North Georgia, it's the hog killing his time, or you know, somewhere else it's going to be the something else killing his or harvesting his time. <laughs> harvesting his time. Uh, but you were talking about pumpkin pie, so I want to hear your thoughts on that because you keep referencing. Well, I am a strict fundamentalist when it comes to <laughs> the practice of the pumpkin religion. I know lots of people out there love their pumpkin cookies and their pumpkin muffins and their pumpkin lattes and things like that and their Spice Girl <laughs> scratch and sniff pumpkin flavored <laughs> stickers. But, but you know, and so when it comes to pumpkin, I like pumpkin pie. Then that's it. I like pumpkin. And, and the occasional, if properly prepared, pumpkin bread. Right. And, and you know, it, it's funny, but but there's just there's nothing more fall to me. I love the fall. It is by far my favorite time of year. And there's leaves on the ground. You get no argument from me. I am the king of autumn. I, it, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're sitting there, and there's leaves all over the ground, and you're eating a piece of pumpkin pie that your mom or your beloved... Uh, spouse mm-hmm. made for you, never a store bought because that is not love. <laughs> that that's is, that's just gross materialism. That's gross materialism. <laughs> DF. But if, you, but, if <laughs> but if you've got that, if you've got that pie, oh, that's just that's just fall to me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, and also, you know, the, the Europeans. Let's get back to this. Let's get back to the pumpkin. Let's get back to these things. The Europeans certainly didn't start suddenly having days of thanks in the New World. Right. It's an old world tradition too. But they weren't giving thanks with pumpkin pie because the material condition, there aren't pumpkins there. Right. There are pumpkins here in the New pumpkins World. But no, but squash, again, squash like that, yeah. gourds, that, that, that whole family are things that they encounter here. And now what's so funny to me is this whole picture of the first Thanksgiving with the Pilgrim Fathers and the black hat with the buckle and here's a pumpkin and and the pumpkin is so it's the puritans and pumpkins you know there's a web and it's like you know the the puritan strain of the church of england has very little if anything to do with a pumpkin (laughs) or turkey or or turkey for that matter but they've become just inextricably a barnacle has attached to the hull of that ship. Right. They are. But this is it. This is what the image is now. And they 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 still do that. And I know it may be culturally insensitive, but having the you know the third and fourth graders cut out the the Indian feathers and the black hats to put on around Thanksgiving yeah, right. and color a pumpkin that has become. It's one of those things where the tradition and the activity has become so far removed from the reality of the situation that it's taken on a life of its own. You know, and that that reminds me of that amusing anecdote of, of tradition and how it changes. And, you know, this this family has this—they always would make a loaf of bread. 
and they would always no I'm sorry it was it was a roast they would always bake this roast and they would always cut the roast in half and the mom was the kids finally said mom why do you always cut the roast in half and and do it that way he's like well because your mom because your grandmother always did well why I don't know so she called her mother and she said why did you always cut the roast in half no other family does this she goes well that's just what my mom did <laughs> so they were finally able to call you know the grandmother the matriarch of the tribe and say what we always seem to cut the roast in half at this specific way why did their, our family tradition start that way oh because the pan I had wasn't big enough to put the roast in. <laughs> There's your material there, reality. And, and, yeah, so but that's great. Though, but but it becomes divorced it, it, from the actual reason, the and it just thing. becomes something. And, and I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong right. with most of these things. They're, right. they're, things like that are generally harmless. But but it all goes back to this need that we have for a connection to a tradition to a past that we ourselves are no longer remotely right. attached to, and yet we still yearn for it. We still have fall festivals. We still mm-hmm. have Halloween. We still have Thanksgiving. We still do all the things that are connected to it, and yet it still goes back to those roots that a lot of us probably don't even really understand. Right. Don't have to to enjoy it, but I think it can help us appreciate it more when we do. Right. And, you know, when we talk about Thanksgiving and what you just said now about a narrative, that this is a connection to a narrative. That's what it is. And let's face it, that's what history is. That's what storytelling is, a connection to a narrative. Your culture's got to have that. Or, quite frankly, in my opinion, you don't really have a culture. That's a separate podcast. So anyway, <laughs> but, but with but with our narrative— even our narrative has changed o- over time. I mean, you know, the the popular imagination looks back to uh, uh, this placid Thanksgiving in Plymouth that, that a version of that happened, yes, but not what's in the popular imagination. But even there, it's not like, and now every year since 1621, the people have had a Thanksgiving. They haven't. Days of Thanksgiving have been proclaimed at various times by various bodies. You know, the Continental Congress Committees right. of safety, even during the Rev War, right. the American War for Independence, you know. Presidents. Presidents. In are, time of war or peace. Or time of war or peace. especially war. Especially war. But it's, and now I forget the name of the woman who wrote to Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War, but a woman uh, who'd been championing having the fourth Thursday of November, like for years, this had been her crusade. And she writes to Lincoln during the, the Civil War, and he goes... Okay, sure. <laughs> and he, and, he proclaimed, and that becomes, I guess, what we would call as our first nationally recognized and sanctioned, this is a day of Thanksgiving. Right. And, and God, I should look up her name. Uh, those of you that are listening, look it up on the Internet. Uh, anyway, it's, uh, as a matter of fact, I've got the Internet right here. Why am I not looking it up? Anyway, so— It's there floating in front of you. It's like right a- there. In the, in, uh, Lincoln in the Civil War. Here we go. Uh, Sarah Joseph Hale. After a series of editorials written by her, Lincoln decides, yes, let's do it. Let's do the thing. But even then, it doesn't stay the same because uh, good old Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and if you've ever seen the movie Holiday Inn. Oh, yes, I was hoping one of us was going to bring this up. So so Roosevelt changes the the day that Thanksgiving is celebrated. I think it's because the the big special interests, the the big department store consumer factions came and said, we need more shopping days between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Can you move it a week up, and right. it's the third instead of the fourth Thursday, and he did, and there was mass confusion because some states followed it, some states right. didn't, and then they moved it back, and then <laughs> some places didn't move it back. back and- exactly. So, but in the in the movie Holiday Inn, where we get the song "White Christmas" from Bing Crosby, there's a there's a little animated sequence that shows the turkey moving moving back and forth <laughs> between the two days, running back and forth, and and unless you know. That that particular little legislation that, that year, yeah, that year the movie came out, yeah. But so unless you're familiar with the fact that 
Roosevelt changed it, changed it back. If you go watching that movie, just, hey, I'm, I'm a movie buff. I want to see this old movie. You'll go, what in the world is this about? Well, that's because they tried to change the date, realized it didn't work, changed it back, made a movie, right. and the rest is history. Much like this episode, it's history. Enjoy your pumpkin pie, folks. <laughs> or your canned cranberry sauce. That's my, oh. You, you people who rail against it being in a can, I will meet you outside with pistols at dawn. We like what we like, people. Back off. <laughs> Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Then Again with Ken and Glenn is a production of the Cottrell Digital Studio at the Northeast Georgia History Center. If you've enjoyed listening to Then Again with Ken and Glenn, please make sure that you subscribe and help us out by writing a review. To learn more about the Northeast Georgia History Center, visit www.negahc.org.